Today I'm talking about taking up acting in your 40s. I'll share my experiences of how I got into acting at such a late age and I'll give some insights into how I overcame some of the obstacles that uh, came up for me. So thanks for tuning in. In this episode of One Day I'll Tell the Truth, I'm talking about becoming an actor in your 40s. So most people, particularly those not uh, happy with their current situation, think about career changes at different stages in their lives, but in most cases find it probably too hard to, to make a change. So I thought I'd start by, by sharing how I got into acting and what my, my circumstances were at the time. So back in 2014, as some of you would know from my previous episode, I managed to... Uh, to quit a lot of bad habits. I, I stopped drinking, smoking, gambling, uh, stopped drinking coffee. And, and one of the things that, that helped me get through that, that challenging, well, those, those challenging early stages was to become more creative. And, and this took uh, the form of writing initially. Um, I'd done a bit of stuff uh, previously. I'd, I'd done a couple of short screenwriting courses here and there, and I found myself writing a blog and I was also working on a screenplay. So um, I guess by the end of 2014 into 2015, I'd I, I'd also started writing a book. Should mention that, which I'm still working on, and and it's it, it's coming along uh, it's coming along all right. So during this time, I was also dealing with with a lot of pressures for my business. I'd been in an illegal dispute with my service station landlord for the previous couple of years, and it was uh, it was coming to a head. So up until early 2015, I guess I could say I was in a in a reasonably good place, uh, not a great place mentally, but but working through things. And you know, I'd I'd resisted the temptations to drink and gamble. I was, you know, I was about seven eight months in, and. Um, I was being creative, I was writing, and that was going along well. And then out of nowhere, it, it just hit. I I found that I, I couldn't write another word. I, I had writer's block. But until you experience it, it's it's really difficult to understand. I guess um, it's like one day everything's flowing, and then overnight it's just like a, a dam's been put up. And... Yeah, it was it was it was quite surprising because I, I felt like things were were moving along really well, but obviously, maybe they weren't. So I I had a chat with my my therapist about it, and uh, she suggested just doing something else creative, anything. So I thought, okay, and she she didn't really suggest anything. Just thought, well, do something else creative, and it'll come back. So I thought, okay. Um, so I got online and initially I, I started looking for other writing courses. I thought, you know, that would be maybe a good way to, to kickstart me back into gear if I was, you know, if I was forced to write in a uh, class environment. And that was when I, I stumbled across acting classes. So I started looking at different schools online and I, and I started to consider the the pros and cons of doing classes. And then I, I started to have little flashbacks to to different times in my life when when friends or or a former partner had suggested that I that I take up acting and I and I'd completely forgotten about these instances so I uh I found myself falling down the uh online acting school rabbit hole uh yeah it was 
th- th- there's quite a few out there. And uh, what I did was I, I emailed a whole bunch of schools, at least half a dozen, and also made a couple of calls, waited for, for return calls, and basically just said, look, I'm a novice, absolutely no acting experience, I'm in my 40s, you know, is this even a thing for someone in my position? And, you know, just asked what was involved, what, you know, what kind of programs they had, and just played it by here by you basically i just thought i'd go with the flow and a couple of schools got back really quickly and some of the others i didn't hear back from them for for a week or two or or a number of days and by that time i'd i'd pretty much already made a decision which you know with the value of hindsight i probably would have you know sat down with a few of the other schools just to just to see what what their take was but as i said uh, i think it was the next day or two days later, I found myself in Sydney having an interview with with a teacher from from a particular school. The teacher was also a senior student and uh, also worked in in this capacity, interviewing new students, you know, basically selling the classes. And when I look back now, funnily enough, I w- would find myself performing that same role, conduct conducting interviews, um, you know, three years down the track. So. Look, I'll I'll chat about that a little bit later, but um, I ended up enrolling. I guess the vibe suited me, and they had a schedule that worked for me also, so that was good. Um, I was still running the service station at this point, still embroiled in legal dramas with my landlord, and and again, I'll I'll be doing probably a couple of episodes at least just on on my experiences in business and what I went through particularly with that situation. So, yeah, getting back, I started a couple of weeks later um, at the beginning of a, of a new block or term of classes, and I was doing three classes a week, two technique classes and one screen acting classes. So I kind of got into it, really. There was also an expectation to rehearse at least a couple of times a week. And to be honest, I, I struggled with that, struggled to to juggle everything as well as you know, the legal stuff that was happening and with, you know, the content of the classes and just getting my head around this, this new environment, you know, it was, it was a completely new experience. It was, it was not what I had expected. And I guess I hadn't really put enough thought into what to expect, but I guess it's pretty common knowledge that one of the greatest fears that, that most people have is to, to speak in, in front of other people to do public speaking and not that that acting is public speaking but it's um it's basically performing and speaking because that's part of the performance in front of a group of strangers and lots of it you know so whether you're filming a scene for a show or for a commercial or or whatever it might be it's it's in front of a group of people who uh most of which you, you probably won't know. Over time, you'll you'll get to know people, obviously. But um, and then and then, of course, if you're acting in a theatre space, well, then obviously there's an audience. Well, you hope so, anyway. Um, so for me, a a big hurdle was getting through that initial period of of self consciousness, where you're you're constantly aware of of people watching you. And it's it's it can be a scary place. At first, it is anyway. 
and definitely was for me. And I think for most adults in their middle age, taking up acting for the first time, it can be it can be pretty daunting. And and unless you're in a group surrounded by people that you feel comfortable with, you're probably going to struggle. And, uh, and and that's why I suggest if if you are going to take up acting, that, that you're certain that you feel good about where you're going. And then that's, that's common sense, obviously. And, you know, people do this subconsciously. But I think there can be instances where, where people get swept up in the idea of, of becoming an actor. And they might be in a similar situation to myself where they've been told by their peers that they should become an actor and that they're really funny and, uh, you know, all the rest of it. And like I said, amongst a group that you're comfortable with, yeah, that's great. But once you start to get in front of strangers, it's it's a whole different ball game. Another thing that comes up is that, you know, some new students might feel that they need to go to a particular school because that's where such and such went or they've heard it's a good school. And they might find that once they're in there, it's it's not all it's cracked up to be, and that could just be simply because the 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 class environment that the people that they've been placed with. So yeah, it was it was really difficult for me. I I found that at various stages I would get rather anxious. I also noticed this amongst some of the the other students, even some of the younger students. You know, there's nervousness, but then there's there's a, it can it can start to to bleed into anxiety and I was the oldest in in my class um there were a couple of other classes where there were a couple of other older students and that fluctuated over over the you know the three and a half four years that I that I trained but I think we had some shared experiences so there was there were students in like their teens early 20s then uh you know into the, the biggest group were probably in their early 20s to their early 30s and then there were a couple, you know, in their mid-late 30s and then obviously into their 40s like myself, which was um, a much smaller group. And and that was fine, but I but I, I did find that for some of us it was it was quite a shared experience. You know, having to get in front of class when it was your turn to get up and, and do an exercise. And it was it was mostly um, they were mostly impro- improvisation exercises initially. And it was it was daunting at times. Other times it was it was exciting and, you know, you'd get excited and you'd had a good day and you'd been pumped about, about getting to class. And, and other times it was the complete opposite. You know, there, there were times when I would, sometimes I'd drive to Sydney because I'm, you know, I'm about an hour, hour and a bit from uh, where the class classes were. And other times I would uh, drive halfway and get the train. And, and there were times where, I would get off the train in, in Sydney and I would jump on the next train back home because I was just too anxious, too nervous, and it just wasn't it wasn't happening for me that that particular day. And that happened two or three times in the first six to nine months. And there were other times when I'd be in class and I would wait to go last because I was just terrified. And you know, I thought I would have you know, an anxiety attack or something um, in the middle of the class. But um, it didn't happen. But it was tough. Doing scene work was was tough as well. Learning lines I found to be very difficult early on. You know, I would get headaches. And I I thought maybe I was 
eating something wrong or wasn't getting enough sleep or rest or something like that. But it was actually my bit of brain strain going on, you know, trying to learn lines. And there were times when I just thought I wouldn't get them. And, and I actually actually became concerned thinking that I might have, you know, have early onset dementia or something. Yeah, I just hadn't exercised that muscle and I needed to, to get it back in shape. You know, five years down the track, I can I can safely say that it's my retention rate is definitely much higher than it was when I when I first started acting. So um, that obviously came into it as well as far as anxiety goes, going into class and, and dreading whether I would remember my lines when that class uh, called for that. But I guess, you know, it wasn't all being nervous and, and anxious. Um, there, were, there were instances where I could see what, what this was all about. That really excited me. Um, you know, I'd had moments in some classes where I'd had a good exercise and I thought, okay, there is, there's definitely something to this, this, this whole idea of inhabiting a character and, and being able to live in that situation for a period of time. But from a really deep and, and truthful place, it was just such a great experience. And, and to be honest, it was like a drug and, uh, and I was hooked. I was in. One of the teachers used to talk about about it being like a drug, and once you get a taste for it, you know you'll be hooked. And I used to, you know, okay. And I got a taste, and I got hooked. You know, initially I hadn't had any real intentions of uh, doing acting seriously. The first six to nine months, I thought, well, this is all right. And the other thing was, I, and this is the most important thing, I guess, um, I started writing again. Yeah, it was great. Something that. I guess my mental process had, had shifted, something had shifted inside of me and I'd had these other confronting circumstances come up and it, and it released uh, something that allowed me to, to get back to writing and I, I started working on, I didn't go back to my book, I actually started writing a play. So it's important to realise that if you, know, if, you, if you haven't done this sort of thing before, it's, it's going to be confronting. And it's not necessarily going to be for everyone because most of us don't want to be out of our comfort zones. You know, some people thrive on that, but others, others don't. I guess a, a good indicator is if you're, if you're the type of person that is very playful and has uh, that childlike streak in them, you'll be, you'll be better off because that's what acting kind of is. It's, it's playing. It's living in this imaginary world and uh, anyone who's had kids or anyone who's watched kids knows how they can create a situation. They can stand on a couch and imagine that they're standing on a cliff and or over a pit of fire and be scared not to, not to fall off the cliff or fall into the pit of fire. And they'll imagine it and they'll have that, that sense of, of realism in that moment. And uh, anyone who watches a child play like that knows knows what I'm talking about. You you see the realism, and that's what we that's what actors have to get to. They have to get to that that place where we were as children before um, all this other stuff was stacked on top of us. And uh, yeah, we had to be serious all of a sudden. And I guess the same go, the same does go for for younger adults. There are those that are that are more playful, more outgoing, and have that natural kind of flair to them. Quite often, that's that's interpreted as as talent. 
but there are those younger adults that are a bit more more introverted and take a bit of time to to come out of their the shell if you want to call it that but when they do it's it's the same situation as it is for for older adults you just got to find that that playful space so yeah getting back to why i got into it was to get my my creative streak back and that happened i i got it back i started writing again so as i mentioned i got my writing mojo back about six to nine months in and another thing that that really helped this was uh was the fact that i had to do a lot more reading whether it be scenes or scripts basically all actors are readers if you're not a reader you're going to struggle so i'd suggest uh start reading even if you start reading books um that's important reading plays reading screenplays it's going to help you out of sight and i i learned the hard way but um by the end of my first year going into my second and third years i was reading dozens of plays a year numerous screenplays read more books and and plays and screenplays in the two years, two to three years between 2014, 15 to, to, to 16, 17 than I had in the rest of my life combined. The other thing I started to do was, was to go to the theatre and pretty much fell in love with that. So up until 2015, maybe been to the theatre two, three times. And by, by the end of 2017, going to 2018, I'd, I'd probably been to the theatre 50, 60 70 times, I don't know. I was going, at one stage I was going two, three times a month, every fortnight. I try to go as often as possible these days. Unfortunately, um, with COVID, that's been difficult. But um, I managed to go just recently, and uh, that was absolutely magnificent. I don't think uh, you can still get any more tickets for the picture of Dorian Gray at uh, the Sydney Theatre Company, but that was a magnificent experience. Yeah, anyone who hasn't had a theatre experience really i feel they're missing out um i was fortunate enough to to be in a performance uh three years ago two three years ago now and a bunch of friends that had never been to theater before came up and watched and i could tell that they had been um been really taken aback by by that whole experience and I think some of them have gone to the theatre again since. Others haven't, but at least I've had a taste of it, and then that's that's fantastic. So towards the end of 2015, uh, as I mentioned earlier as well, uh, my legal situation with my landlord was was coming to a head, and it, it didn't play out well for me. And again, that'll be the subject of, of another episode, but... Uh, what it did to is uh, free me up. I ended up with uh, with a lot more spare time on my hands, but uh, it also coincided with my father needed uh, some more care, and so I took it as a as an opportunity to do more classes, be a little bit closer to home. Although I I was travelling to Sydney uh, regularly, but it just kind of all lined up for me, and I was riding quite a bit. And I just I just began to grow, yeah. That kept going for another you know couple of years after that. And you know, I it was it was a tough time. End of twenty fifteen, you know, I shouldn't I probably shouldn't brush over it so so easily. And acting and writing, 
really did help me to get through that. I often dismiss it quite easily because it's been a few years now. But at the time, I was, you know, I was struggling. I'd be in in legal conferences with with lawyers and barristers and just just hemorrhaging money left, right, and centre. And you know, there'd be moments when when it finally came to a head when I was in in court and. I was just thinking, what the hell am I doing here? All I could think about was was acting, which was which was a good thing, really, because I wasn't thinking about having a drink or having a coffee or having a smoke or anything like that. I was I was pissed off because this circumstance was now taking me away from from acting. There was a moment that I'll never forget. I was in the courtroom and I remember looking up at the judge and she, you know, she had it in for me from the outset, and I just thought, what am I doing here? It's ridiculous. What what am I doing in this world? And by world, I mean that that circumstance. You know, messed up with these dodgy guys and spending thousands and thousands of dollars to to try and prove something where I've basically been tricked. But yet yeah, again, that's a long story. the The point is, I was going through a process of change, and it was starting to look brighter, even though it was it was pretty dark in in a few of those moments. So when you when you're taking up acting at a, at an older age, there are a few more things to consider than uh, than just dropping everything and um, and doing the classes. I guess uh, you, you have to realise that there's quite a bit of work involved. There's you know there's that whole reading aspect that I mentioned, but also uh, there are advantages. Clearly, the older you are, the more life experience you've had, and that's that's definitely a bonus. You have more life experience to tap into, to bring to your, to your characters. And I'm just going to uh, touch on, on characters for just, just for a little bit. When I first started the school, I remember my, I distinctly remember my first conversation with, with, my, with the head teacher of the school. And he asked me if I'd done any acting before. Because most, most adult students that, that go to an acting school have probably done some acting in the past, whether as a as a child, as a teenager, maybe some independent local theatre, stuff like that, uh, maybe done some extra work. And he asked me this question, Have I, had I done any acting before? And my instinctive reaction was to say, I've been acting my whole life. And uh, he looked at me and he just nodded his head and he goes, oh yeah, okay. And at the and in that moment, I didn't really understand my my answer, but it came to me it came to me later, and it felt like you know I was being a hundred percent honest with this guy right in that in that in that moment. I was I was telling him that my life had been bullshit up until now. I've just been playing all these characters, and it was crap. And I realised a bit down the track that acting isn't actually bullshit it's not pretending you know you might often hear people referring to actors in a derogatory uh, manner as if they're pretending or lying but the reality is real acting good acting is is coming from from a very very truthful place in my view one of the well it, it's 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 pure truth to to put yourself into the position of of someone else to experience what they're experiencing and to to live in in that essence yeah, that's that's where the that's where the good stuff is, and and what it does is it just it just helps you to become a better person. So yeah, went a bit off there, but um, yeah, I hope you can understand that. It's it's uh, 
there's there's a pure truth in acting that I feel some people miss from time to time, but I, but I, I think we recognize it when we see it. We know when we've seen an actor do something in, in a performance that has just blown our minds, who has given us a, a snapshot into a world that we're, we're sucked in. And there's no thought of of even thinking for a moment that this is this is made up or this isn't uh, this isn't real or this isn't coming from a from a place of truth. So yeah, having uh, all this life experience, having played all these uh, these fake characters that I consider myself to have played, have uh, have helped and continue to help me. And I I guess becoming more childlike has helped me. Having that that freedom to to use your imagination is also extremely extremely helpful. I'll touch on a few things as far as um, processes and what to do if if you're looking to to take up acting. The first is do your homework. There are loads of resources out there. There are plenty of of social media groups on Facebook. If you go online, you'll find a bunch of resources and a lot of those groups are more than helpful if you just ask, you know, anyone recommend any schools. You'll get a number of of active teachers from different schools that that are on those forums and they'll point you in in a certain direction and it's up to you to go out there and interact and have that experience with them and, and find what what feels good for you. And yes, yeah, sit with, with the people. Don't just talk to them on the phone. I guess you, you really got to get in front of people and get a vibe for who they are and you know what they're teaching and how they present themselves. And if it feels comfortable, if it feels good for you, then get in there. Some schools allow you to sit in a class for, for a class or two. And, and that's good too. So that'll give you a bit of an indication of, of what to expect and what you know what's expected of you coming into a class. Although... You know, sometimes I feel that that's not going to give you the experience that you maybe need to know if it's for you or not. You really need to perhaps be put out of your comfort zone. And yeah, you might not get the experience that you need just by watching a class is what I'm, I guess is what I'm saying. But, you know, everyone's uh, everyone's different in that respect. So yeah, definitely do your homework, shop around. Don't feel like you have to make a decision there and then you know some schools can be a little bit pushy some actors believe that you know they need to train at a certain school because a certain actor will train there or a certain teacher teaches there and and look and that's and that's fine but you know fine actors have come from all manner of situations and i guess the the important thing is to train with as many people as possible learn as many different techniques because it's a never ending learning process and you know there's 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 always more growing to to be had and i think the main thing is to feel like you're being challenged and that you're growing because it's it's confronting but at the same time it's it's really really rewarding and and satisfying and you know that sounds kind of twisted but but that's that's what it is and and that's that's where the where the satisfaction lies <laughs> Um, I guess the other thing is to is to ask yourself why you're choosing to go into acting, and for for most adult beginners, it's 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 pretty straightforward. They want a career change. Um, they need to do something creative in their life. They might just be doing it for a bit of fun, and and that's that's a pretty good starting place. If it's just trying something different, then make sure you're having fun doing it. You know, for a lot of people, it's it's something that's been on their mind for a long time. 
I mentioned earlier that I, I ended up in the role of interviewing uh, new students at the school that I went to. And I met students from all walks of life. It was it was um it was it was quite an unbelievable experience really. I, I really enjoyed it um for the period that I did it, which was about twelve months. I met doctors, I met lawyers, I met stockbrokers, I met I met an optometrist, I met school leavers, I met teens still at school, tradesmen, concrete dri- concrete truck driver who um who's still studying and doing studying and doing quite well. Just just people from, from all walks of life with a passion for acting in most cases. Some were tiptoeing um, into it, not really sure, but there was something inside them that was that was driving them to change. The the professionals, some were just some were were, just, were in a situation where they'd just finished uni. They just finished uni, maybe done their first year of of work, had a number of lawyers in that situation, and they just didn't like what they were doing. In a lot of cases, they'd gotten into careers to to satisfy some notion, or perhaps under pressure from family or from just just from society in general. Maybe they were just academically they were they were smart and pushed into the into that area. And uh, I got a, I got a deep sense of that. I met so many people that just felt like it, it felt like this was the first time they were making a decision for themselves, and not based on what someone else expected of them. And it was really, it was really great to help people to to get on that path. I'll go over the the main things I'd I'd suggest for people that are that are looking to get into it, based on what I've experienced. And and I guess the first one is to to, to find your tribe. You know, find a group of people that you resonate with, teachers that you're comfortable with, a, a space that that feels good, that you know has a good energetic vibe to it. You're going to get nervous. You're going to be confronted, and you don't want to be around people that that just compound that you want to surround yourself with people that that are kind and nurturing and the other thing is is to have realistic expectations if you're in your 40s as i was i guess i was fortunate because i I took i've taken the view that well i've treated it like a trade basically like any other trade whether i was whether you were an electrician or a plumber or a carpenter i was an electrician so I, i did four years of training there and after four years, I can tell you, I wasn't, I wasn't very good. You wouldn't want me worrying your house, that's for sure. But um, I, uh, I've applied this similar sort of principle to it that you know it takes about four or five years to get to a certain level, and then you're always growing. You always need to be learning, and in order to to achieve a certain level of mastery, you just got to keep working at it. Obviously, it's different for everyone, but for me, I feel like a good five to ten years of grind and constantly testing yourself and working on your craft and and things will, will, will pan out eventually. Get used to that rejection. There's going to be loads of it. I'd also research, research, I didn't mention this earlier, but researching actors that maybe became popular or famous at an older age. There are a few that get thrown around quite often, but when you really dig deep into their background, most of them have been doing acting or or being creative in some way, shape, or form for many, many, many years. For a long time, Morgan Freeman was always put up there as being someone who, who was only discovered in their 40s. But the reality is he, he did children's television for years. And what better place to, to learn how to be an actor? You know, playing with kids. 
you know you can you can hear it in his voice it's like he's 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 the old grandfather talking to children even when he does voiceover stuff it's it's fantastic so there are some examples out there but the truth of it is most of them have been at it for a long time and some don't ever get to be famous in the way that we see fame as being you know very wealthy and and, and an a-lister but um they become famous in in another sense where they where they master their craft and they're probably surrounded by beautiful people that um, appreciate the work they do. You know, they could be working in local theatre or or doing short films or, or doing a whole range of other things. Fame isn't the be-all and end-all. But, you know, in the world that we live, we all need uh, we all need some money. So, yeah, it um, it definitely comes in handy. Yeah, so be prepared for the setbacks. Rejection's part of the game. Um, do other creative things you know if you're going to act maybe write a bit as well for many it kind of kind of comes naturally play a musical instrument and 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 as i said in most instances a lot of people are already doing that shop around again i can't emphasize that enough check out other schools all the rest of it get that right vibe happening um yeah i think i'm 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 kind of running a bit dry aren't i I'll uh, I'll finish it up about there. Thanks for listening in, and um, I think I've just about covered everything that I that I wanted to cover today. I feel that you know it's important to share this this type of experience because a lot of people, you know, have thoughts of of career changes, and it doesn't necessarily have to be acting; it can be anything else. But if you do, you know, in today's day and age, we have the resources to to research and uh, and and just make sure you're happy and having fun doing it uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't change a thing so yeah i've babbled on for long enough uh thanks for tuning in thanks uh, to all of you who have listened to my other podcasts if if this is your, your first time listening in thank you so much if you subscribe to youtube or to to any of the other platforms if you have any feedback i'd, I'd love to hear it you can see all my youtube videos and you can listen to all the podcasts on my website now i did a whole heap of tech stuff uh, in the last uh, last few days and yeah i can i can safely say that it's all working really well tonybaria.com nice and easy to remember and yeah just just thanks for all the support that you've uh, that you've given so far and i, I look forward to uh, producing more content for you if you have any any comments, any ideas, anything you'd like to hear about specifically, anything you'd like to hear more of, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I look forward to, uh, to catching you again soon. Take care. This episode of One Day Will Tell the Truth was produced by Tony Berea. Sound designed by Robert Ferreira. An edited video version of this podcast will be uploaded to YouTube in the coming days. You can find details of all my podcast episodes, including full transcripts, edited video copies, and more about me at tannybrewer.com.